everyone. Welcome to BioNexus Health podcast series. Today, it's not necessarily just for autism. This is a, uh, a group a meeting today that we'll be having with uh, different uh, parents, patients, individuals that have any questions regarding Herxheimer, Jarish Herxheimer reactions or die-off reactions. You know, I have a video out already on uh, die-off reaction. It's an educational, informative video as to what die-off is, you know, what can be done in case you um, or your child is experiencing die-off reactions. However, uh, there still seem to be several more uh, questions, you know, and queries that need clearing up. So here we go. I shall be uh, welcoming whoever has decided to attend today. And um, I hope this uh, proves to be uh, additionally informative for those watching. Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Darshaw, who holds a PhD in integrative medicine, is board certified in integrative pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. All right, good. Welcome, everyone. So today uh, we will be speaking about die-off reactions. And uh, as you're all aware, I do have um, one video out there already that explains what, um, explains what die-off is. But, um, you know, I found that many people have additional questions, so I'm, I'm happy to answer them uh, one by one, though. Um, so who shall we begin with? Who is, uh, okay, here we go. Laura wants to come in. Let me admit her. Right. Uh, Sudi, you want to go? You, want, you have a question for me? Go ahead, the service first. Sorry? Go ahead, the service first. Okay, so you don't have a question. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Um, uh, I have a, uh, one question. Okay, go ahead. Um, is the diet started right away after we have a supplement or... Okay. Or it takes like maybe four hours after medication. Okay. Well, excellent question. So um, when you say medication, right, you mean antimicrobial. Yeah. Okay. So antimicrobial, just like the name suggests, right, it is, it kills microbes, meaning it kills uh, yeast, bacteria, viruses, parasites, so die-off reaction can only happen when something is dying off, correct? Yep. All right. So when you reach the antimicrobial section of your protocol, that's when you will see die-off reactions. Now, when do they happen? Okay. Uh, it's usually within a couple hours. So, you know, uh, if you take the herbal cocktail, you've added a new antimicrobial, even if it's one drop, if you've added something new, antimicrobial, or if you have increased the drops of the antimicrobial, right? So, you know, you have a child or you yourself were doing fine with one drop, everything was okay. But then when you add in two drops, 
within a couple hours, you see um, die-off reaction. So that, that can happen. It, it's usually pretty quickly, right? You will not see a die-off reaction after two days, three days. That's not a die-off reaction. That could be, you know, environmental exposure because um, many people are still living in compromised environments, you know, with mold toxins or any other, um, any other triggers which could be in the environment, right? You know, like volatile organic compounds or, you know, if you recently got new furniture, new car. So all of these exposures, once again, I have a full... Um, lecture on exposures as well on the YouTube channel. So if there is any continuing exposure, if you haven't had time to clean up your space, then that could be the reasons for, uh, for you know, some ups and downs that you see. But die-off reaction usually happens within a couple hours. So what is the top uh, sign of the die-off reaction? Okay, so... Uh, there is no uh, there are no symptoms which are applicable to everyone, right? Because everyone has their own set of infections. Not everybody has the same problem. Like even if the diagnosis, for example, is Lyme disease, or even if uh, Sorry, hold on. Mal, can you please turn off your audio? Thank you. Uh, so even if the diagnosis is autism or PANS or Lyme disease or mold exposure, that the, everyone's symptoms are different. So your die-off reaction is going to depend on your symptoms. So your, uh, sorry, what's that? Your 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 what depends what are you speaking for? Correct. So if you have a child whose uh, symptoms already are hyperactivity, right, difficulty with focus, you know, any kind of pain in the body or headache, uh, any kind of joint pain. I mean, again, I I said child, but it it could be all age groups, right? Die off reaction applies to all age groups. So whatever your symptoms are, they are caused by your bacteria, viruses, et cetera, correct, in your body. So when these are dying off, the symptoms that are caused by these bacteria, viruses, fungi, mold, et cetera, when they're dying off, those are the symptoms that get worse. So it, it is all individual. Whatever symptoms you have, those you will see uh, get worse during the die-off reaction. Make sense? Okay, good. Uh, what's the next question? Can you hear me, Dr. DeShore? Uh, who is this? This is Becky. Uh, but my question is, when I started using the drops um, back in March, this is before uh, we saw you, um, Yes, and what had happened, uh, he seemed to uh, tolerate the drops uh, very well. I think it was the NSB1, uh, I believe that's it. Um, and that's the one that Karen starts you with, um, you know, to detox uh, mold and whatever's going on. 
and um, he he did fine. He just had trouble sleeping, and then that's when he went into some seizures because he had trouble sleeping. Um, and I wonder what you know what what do you suggest for that, and what what do you suggest for sleeping? He's been using melatonin for years, and it doesn't even seem like that even really works as well anymore. I see. Well, Becky, this is not a die-off question. Okay. So I, I think, yeah, I think you're a little bit confused. You know, this is not a, a die-off question. Um, how to treat seizures? I can answer that at your uh, next consultation. But, you know, from what I'm hearing, you know, he actually responded well to the Bionexus herbal. So that's great. But um, if he's... I guess I thought that it might cause it. The Dow's reaction was uh, the seizure was oh, from... Oh, no, absolutely okay. not. Okay, no. I apologize because I, I know we're on topic here and that's what I'm trying to be, but that's what I thought. I thought, well, did that cause it? Because he, he hadn't had one from for like six months. And I thought, well, that must have triggered it because of Dolph. When, when did the seizure start? Um, back in March, she had had like- three. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, yes. When was the first time he had a seizure? Uh, when he started going into puberty, about 16. Right, yes. That is, uh, you know, um, that would be a great question for the endocrinologist okay, as well as the neurologist because yeah it's got nothing to do I mean that's that's just uh, you know it is a huge uh, problem when there is mold exposure when the brain is inflamed and you haven't received adequate treatment for that right so please don't uh, um, don't lump everything under die-off because then you will not be getting uh, getting the proper care that you need. Remember what I said about die-off, the existing symptoms get worse. If you are seeing new symptoms, yeah. that means that there is something else going on and it, it needs to be addressed. Make sense, right? So once again, die-off reaction is the bacteria, viruses, all, all different, you know, microorganisms in your body that showed up in the labs, the protocol is customized to that. Uh -huh. And when you start killing those off with the antimicrobial herbals, uh -huh. the, the existing symptoms may exacerbate or the existing symptoms may get worse. Okay. If you see any new symptoms, that is absolutely unrelated to die off. Mm -hmm. Okay. So please get proper uh, care and advice for your child. If you're seeing, you know, don't lump. Uh, I have mentioned this in my die off webinar as well, that please don't lump everything under die off. You know, I've, I've had parents uh, call me one example I'll give you, you know, and it, it, uh, it happened during COVID, right? right. Uh, when you have someone doing herbals and doing well, making great improvements, and then suddenly, you know, you, you send me an email, you know, a message saying that, oh, you know, um, uh, little Johnny is having nausea. He's having, uh, you know, uh, nose is running, he has a little bit of a cough, doesn't have an appetite. Yesterday he vomited a couple times, you know, so I'm gonna hold off on, on herbals. And I'm like, you know what, this is, this sounds classic 
mm-hmm. like a stomach bug yeah. or COVID. Yeah. So, you know, please don't sweep it under the rug yeah. that everything is die-off reaction because, you know, you might miss something important for, for yourself or your child. So please be careful with that. Right. I understand. Yeah. Makes sense. Good. Thank you. Good, good, good. All right. Who is next? Any other questions? I'd like to ask a question. Linda. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. You're very familiar with my case with Connor. <clears throat> He's very sensitive. Extra said probably one of the most sensitive patients you've had mm-hmm. so far. And um, when I'm wondering, I know you had mentioned that maybe um, if the antimicrobials, um, when we get to that point, He's got mast cell activation syndrome, as I said, and he gets a histamine storm when he goes through a Herx kind of reaction. And so he gets headaches, jaw pain, and ear pain primarily. And if I wanted to go, you'd mentioned that maybe you can do some, the herbals, if one drop is too much, you can put it on the skin, maybe under the feet as a possibility to lower the symptoms. I'm wondering, one, is that effective at all? And two, would that make the infections more resistant to the herbals by having a low dose like that? Uh, Infections don't become resistant to herbals because uh, all herbals have a full bouquet of active compounds, right? Resistance is usually, you know, there are uh, very, very few patients who don't respond to herbals. That's fine. You know, starting with one drop on the skin, is okay to begin with, but that cannot go on for weeks and months. That, that's typically, you know, in the beginning you do uh, one drop on the skin um, and then try. Now, if, if a child, um, as I mentioned to you, you know, like we discussed, I think we actually, uh, because the reaction is so severe, we kind of go around in circles. Um, uh, sorry, hold on one second. Uh, actually, Rafiq, if you have a question, you will have to speak the question. I won't have time to look at the chat and answer the questions, okay? So please uh, speak your question so, so we can have a discussion for everyone. All right, Linda, back to you, yes. So we are, uh, I think, going, going around in circles a little bit. I think the best approach for you guys would be to first address the severe mast cell issues, okay? And then at, at the same time, you know, um, if a child is having extremely severe reactions to herbals, that child is probably not suited for, for an herbal protocol. I've had that happen with, uh, with a few, very few over the years, but that's you know quite possible because sometimes the mast cell activation uh, and what's uh, the, uh, the other thing that happens with prolonged mold exposure, some children have mold exposure starting, you know, during pregnancy in utero. So that, that kind of, you know, becomes uh, quite uh, deeply impacted intracellular. So uh, mast cell activation and multiple chemical sensitivities do develop after prolonged exposure and multiple triggers, which we saw in the labs, you know, there are a lot of issues going on with this little one. So uh, at, at that time, herbals can be one of the substances that the person reacts to, even though it's good. You know, it, it, the healthiest of foods, 
like I, I recently had had a patient, she said, you know, her mast cell is not allowing her to take anything with curcumin. So how do you bring inflammation down naturally? I, I mean, you know, curcumin is a, a huge component. Uh, and in my life, I've never heard of anyone allergic to turmeric. So that was my first, you know, I mean, um, one, one always learns as, as you um, interact with so many different people around the world. So we are trying to come up with, uh, with, with, with an alternative for her. But yes, even though it says multiple chemical sensitivities, and the word chemical doesn't always mean like, you know, chemicals, chemicals. Uh, it could mean like, you know, it should actually be multiple substance sensitivities. So that's what happens. And um, it, you know, if you uh, keep trying for a few weeks and you can't even build up to one drop, uh, it would be uh, best to deal with the mast cell. Now, um, there, are, there are herbals for mast cell for people who respond less severely, right? There are supplements, uh, there are homeopathics, German biologicals, which can be used for mast cell. But sometimes, you know, you need like major treatment, like, you know, ketodafin or like, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, sorry, I, I, I can't remember the conventional treatments now, but uh, yes, actually it came back, uh, chromolin, uh, chromolin, sodium, etc. So, so there are a few things that are uh, conventionally used for, you know, extremely severe reactivity like Connor has. So okay. it would be best to just, you know, take a huge step back from the BioNexus protocol and get that treated first, you know, calm the inflammation down. Yeah, we. Um, it's funny he doesn't respond, uh, have any issues with supplements except for vitamin C in high doses. Um, but you're right with any kind of die off, like a herbal or glutathione or anything that kills off the infections, he has a histamine storm. So we, I have identified. I went to a mast cell activation syndrome summit and found some good doctors, and one of them's in my in my area. Oh, okay. I'm really excited, and I have a discovery call with them this week. So I'm hoping to get um, that on their calendar ASAP and then get the mast cells treated so that we can get on your protocol uh, as soon as possible. Yes, so that's, yes. that's great. Now, please don't mix protocols. You know, if you cannot do the entire BioNexus protocol, it's best to stop everything and just transition to the uh, to the um, um, mast cell doctor's protocol, right? Because you know, even if conventional, I I remember you know uh, way back in the day trying ketodafin, trying um, I don't think we tried chromolin, but but there were other uh, supplements you know which which were conventional, which we tried for a little while, and it seemed to resolve like you know relatively quickly the cytokine storm. And um, once, once that resolved, and we were always able to continue the herbals, but we just had to lower the drops. You know, uh, Brian didn't have like uh, monumental reactions like Honor does. Okay, gotcha. And just so you know, the rest of our family doesn't have a mast cell activation syndrome issue. He's, he's uh, from a donor egg, so he just has a different genetic makeup than the rest of us. 
So I think the rest of our family will probably stay on the protocol or get on the protocol with you, which would be great. Thank All right. You. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Who has the next question? Join us next week for part two. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.